back to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm josh here with mella Lacey, and rashawn before we uh, get it popping put your thumb to that sensor hold your phone up to your face open up your, uh, your music tab or just scroll in the main menu to your um god damn it your apple podcast <laughs> or your spotify app and then since you're already listening, you can just click on the profile of WCA. And then uh, there should be in the main page there, there should be a rate and review button or just like a rate button. Um, hit that. And then hit the max number of stars you can. I think it's five on most apps. It's usually five. It's uh-huh. usually five. Yeah. Uh, and then um, hit send. What's so thorough? I feel like now there's no excuse. Uh, right. I'll give you step-by-step direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like someone hit unsubscribe during that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, then they're an idiot. <laughs> Josh. And what's going on, everybody? How is what you've been watching? What's going on? Quite a movie this past week. And I still don't really know how I feel about it. It's called Wolf. It's on Hulu. It is a movie. Uh, it's kind <laughs> of like the lobster meets... An uncgi Twilight. Mm, okay. <laughs> what what specific CGI in Twilight makes it like the wolf part? Yeah. So oh, okay. okay. So the movie is basically about an institution where people send their adolescents who believe that they are animals and not people. A therapy rehabilitation program for these adolescents and i don't really want to say anything else than that but these these teens and kids believe that they are animals like squirrels bears birds wolves furries (laughs) no it is they are not they like they're not they like physically embody these animals and it's like i i still feel very like ambiguous about how i felt about the film because it was really fascinating as an actor to watch and very rewarding as an actor to watch and kind of traumatic because i think as actors we all had to do the walk around the room oh my fucking god some kind of animal Um, kill me but it was very very well done i i would definitely say watch it oh okay, okay. what a switch up okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right mellow what about you um i watched the invitation oh shit yeah yeah it was a fine time it was like everything you thought it was going to be and just that um, sometimes that's fine. You know, like you don't need to be, there doesn't need to be a twist that you don't know about. Like that's cool too. But like the acting was good. Inspiration from Ready or Not, that kind of mystery, what's going to happen in the end. But I think us as frequent moviegoers, we kind of already see what's going on because I did go with my friend who's not a frequent moviegoer and he was like, I have no idea what's happening. And I was like, oh, okay. I know that they, what they are from the beginning. And I think like the trailer kind of spoils that too. But yeah, I would say it's just like a, a fun little Friday night flick. Um, I watched a movie called The Outfit, period thriller, um, starring Mark Rylance and Zoe Ditch, Ditch, Ditch. <laughs> um sorry mama um and uh dylan o'brien mm. and uh, it's about a tailor he's not a tailor he's a cutter he says that many times in the movie um but he owns a shop that is a front for 
very seedy things that are happening outside in the town. Because see here, you know, there's the mob, all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Peaky Blinders. (laughs) It's very Peaky Blinders. But it's it plays out like a stage play, which I thought was really interesting. Maybe that was a result of, of the pandemic of them having to film it and write around that. But Mark Rylance is fantastic and I think everyone's really, really great in it and there's a lot of twists and turns and it's very wordy and full of monologues and one-on-one scenes back and forth. I, I really enjoyed it. All takes place inside the shop. It's a great time. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe, so I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Great. The past week, the past month, the next week, I've been in my fucking nerd bag. It's been a, it's been a good time. Uh, there's been... Uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, has been awesome. Andor, which I begrudgingly started, and it's awesome. But the best out of all of them, by a mile, is fucking She-Hulk. Absolutely. Mm. It's the best Marvel show that's ever made. Fix your face, Rashawn. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I said the best Marvel show you didn't say okay. show in general. Have you started it? No frame of reference. I will admit to my listeners, I love you so much. Please don't cut me off as the number one WCA host. Oh, uh, <laughs> relax. <laughs> um, I canceled my Disney Plus. He got sick of talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped off. I don't know. All, my, all the Renaissance movies that I, I want, I have on Blu-ray kind of tapped out of the shows the marvel shows a while back so it was one of this one of the streaming services had to go and i was not getting rid of criterion so <laughs> oh disney and shutter so disney had to go yeah enjoy your peacock subscription you freak <laughs> i never had and i never will have a peacock <laughs> uh she hulk rules that's it it's very very fun uh I'm taking your word for it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't it's, know, and I won't. It's know. the le- it's it's the only one that has been marketed and true to their word. Just a half hour comedy, like literally, there's barely any fighting or action in it. It's just a comedy. It's hilarious. Um. Anyway, who knows? <laughs> Maybe coming to a pod near you. Um, no. <laughs> movies, movies only. That's all. We did a Wandavision episode. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Um, anything else? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, crew. What are we fighting about today? Josh, for the first time ever. Whoa. I finally sat my ass down to watch Vegas, Ocean's Vegas. Eleven. Fantastic. The heist is impossible. Casino security cannot be beaten. You're out of your minds. Exactly. You are up to something, Danny. What? You're pulling a job, aren't you? You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. You're gonna need a crew as nuts as you are. What do you got in mind? Smash and grab job, huh? Slightly more complicated than that. Say we get down the elevator we can't move, and past the guards with the guns, and into the vault we can't open. We're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash. Yeah. Oh. Ocean's Eleven is a crime thriller movie written by Ted Griffin, directed by Steven Soderbergh, about a career con man and and heister, Danny Ocean, gathering a band of crew members to pull off the ultimate heist, robbing three casinos in Las Vegas at once for personal and financial reasons. Uh, Ocean's Eleven stars... <laughs> George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, Andy Garcia, Bernie Mac, Casey Affleck, Shaobo Quinn, Elliot Gould, Scott Kahn, Carl Rainier, um, and Joshua Jackson. Y'all, I've talked about this movie a lot on the podcast. I bring it up all the time just because the cast, and I was finally sick of hearing Mela say that she hasn't seen it. Yep. So... I brought it on, and um, it had admittedly been a while since I'd seen it. Good news, I still fucking love this movie. Start to finish, 
boy, does this movie check all of my boxes and check none of uh, Bechtel's boxes. (laughs) But I don't give a shit. (laughs) This movie is like made in a lab for uh, folks like me. And I think it's hilarious. I think it's paced beautifully. I think the performances are some of the actors best in this movie in terms of just charisma, just seeping, bleeding, just sludging charisma off the screen. We'll get into it. We have a lot to break down. There's a lot of little things to talk about in this movie, specifically kind of per actor. But first, for overall big picture um, feelings, uh, Mel, I want you to be last. So we'll go with Lacey first. Um, I like this movie. Your voice went up. Yeah. <laughs> I like this movie. I think it went, it went up because not because of anything bad at all. I think it's a very good, solid movie. This is making me nervous. No, no, I. It's not a lacy movie, and that's like really my only critique is it's not a lacy movie. But I can I sit and I watch it. I've watched all of the Ocean's movies and I enjoy them. It's a good movie. Have you seen the 1960 Ocean's? I'm talking about this iteration of the. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, this is me separately. Have you Have you seen it? No. Yeah, me neither. It's for the birds, Rashawn. Have you have you watched the 2001 Oceans movie? Fuck, I was about to be nice until you had to do some shit like that. <laughs> the OG rips. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about, we can talk about the ending, which I really love. Uh, this movie is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, Soderbergh is a modern master. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think he's great behind the camera. He's just dynamite. He made one of my favorite movies. This is not one of them. That's okay. Okay. But Out of Sight is dynamite. So good. <laughs> this one is just, uh, it's fun. It's like you said, it's charisma, the movie. And that's totally fine. This might be unpopular, but I have a little bit more fun with the ladies mm-hmm. a few years ago. Um, I think Ocean's 8 is just a little more fun. That's all. Not a slight against this one, but Sandy and Kate and Riri, they ate. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> um, Brad Pitt ate too. Like he a really lot. did a lot. Brad Pitt ate, but they're People. snacking. They're yeah. snacking in this movie. And they ate and ate. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, I don't, I, maybe I'll have more bones to pick later when we start talking about it, but it's, it's cool. Real quick before we get to Mella, I forgot to add. Don Cheadle is also in this movie, uh, but he refused to be credited because he did not get above the title billing. Uh, oh, whoa. So he asked not to be credited at all, wow. but he's also in it. He got above the title billing on the other ones, but there's a whole situation. Sorry, I forgot because I was reading off a list on the internet. Uh, Mela. Yes. First time viewer. I, listener. yes. First time viewing. This is a really fun sausage fest. <laughs> is there any other kind um you know it's a sausage party that i feel like i'm not left out of i get it i understand why you love it i have always not put this on because again this is not a mellow movie but as i was watching it i was like okay i can get into this because you've heard episodes in the past when josh brings a movie it's usually like spy action adventure that type of thing and i get fucking lost in the sauce because there's too many plans there's too many wires there's too many gadgets and i felt like this one was very easy for me to follow everything had a rule everything it when it didn't work they knew why it didn't work and it like everything just had a purpose um the cast is star-studded, so it's very easy to watch. I think they, the casting on it was like fucking perfect, down to like even the guys that I don't necessarily, I didn't know before this. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but he's like the little tech guy. Oh, he's so good. He's um, so he's so good. Um, that maybe shoot. didn't necessarily go on to be like a huge actor, but I felt like the casting in this was like perfectly thought out. His name? He's on the top list. What is his name? Oh, yeah. Sorry, brother. <laughs> Sorry, bruv. You were really good. I had a fun time, and I get why they made so many others. I will agree with Rashawn. I think I just love seeing, like, 
a cast of women do it and they do it sexier and just better ah, sometimes. But, hard um, disagree on the sexy sorry. part. Uh, hard disagree. <laughs> but uh, I say thumbs up for this. Uh, Eddie Jemison was the that guy. Eddie! A little sweaty guy. Uh, <laughs> Eddie the sweaty. A, the drivers, the twins, were originally supposed to be Luke and Owen Wilson. Oh. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big thing I liked about this movie compared to other, like, heist-type movies. Is that, like, the things that needed to be explained were explained. Like, what the process of breaking into the vault. But other things, like... Like the stones that were in the briefcase that were actually explosives, they weren't really explained, but like we get it. Like once, once Yen put them on the thing and like yeah. started a timer, we're like, okay, yeah. And that's what, that's explosives. the shit that I mean is like sometimes in other movies, maybe even too explained mm-hmm. that like when we're listening to it, we're like, okay, all right, we're just trying to like get all of this information and they keep doing that so i'm like well fuck what were the the gems for like five seconds ago whereas like this one we're like they just let the audience go on the ride and listen leave inception out of this mella i'm just saying i was bringing i was gonna bring that up dude i i i had a realization watching this that i think heist movies are my favorite kind of movies fucking this movie inception fucking baby driver uh ant-man uh uh rogue one dude heist movies are the shit i think we knew that yeah the town well sorry to be late to the party (laughs) (laughs) the town is really good um shit i got excited talking about heist movies i forgot so like i said we got a lot to dive into especially some some specifics did anybody did a specific performance or a specific actor stand out to you in this movie good or bad did you walk away thinking something specific about anybody in this one dude george clooney i can't i can't get on board man what this was the what this was the movie i brought in to get you pro george clooney it's just what would you we just have different likes i just can't i've tried you guys have tried to be like all right this is the George movie, is it not? Like, this is the one. It, in terms of his, like, smarmy smarmy. I've seen Outsight. <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't like whatever. Suit and tie smarmy smirk. I think this is the one. It's the smarmy, dude. <laughs> why, are you, why are we smarmy? Like, I get that you're a little but robber or whatever. You can. I just can't do it. I don't believe I don't believe him. I don't believe I feel like he's breaking. I feel like he's breaking on camera and they're like, it's George. Just if he's gonna break a little, it's fine. I don't know. There's just something about it I cannot get. So a man can't smile, is that what you're saying? Joshua, shut up. (laughs) So a man can't wink, is that what you're saying? Wink at me. He's winking at he just always seems in on the joke. Right. I agree with Mel, but I also think that it works for Danny Ocean. 100%. But also, like, Intolerable Cruelty is really good and Out of Sight. Like, those movies just play on that face that he has that I think Mel's talking about. It's It's just just like, like... I never believe that he's not not running game. Wait, wait, wait. Yes! That! That That is not what? I never believe that he's not running a game. Right. Because he is, baby. He's Danny Ocean. That's perfect for Danny Ocean. Right. And I'm... And I'm laying it. You but why is he running game when he's in, an astronaut in the fucking universe? Why is he or in the galaxy? Why is he running game? Like players that's are gonna I, play. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. Honestly, I'm not gonna say that he's a bad actor or anything. Like I had a bad time because he was in it. There's just some. There's a disconnect between me and Jorge. There's just not. It's not. <laughs> <even there. laughs> Wait, what's his last name? What's Jorge's Jorge? Last name? Yeah, Clooney. Thank you. Uh, Lacey, what do you think about George Clooney? I think George Clooney is one of the most charming people in Hollywood. Goddamn right. Name three more charming people, Rashawn and Carmela. His co star. I want to. I don't want to. Let's talk about Julia. Both of his co stars are more (laughs) Brad. (laughs) So, okay, we can talk about that. Um, For my money, not a lot of it, but for what I got. I don't think there are two better actors with uh, er, there are two actors with better chemistry than George Clooney and Julia Roberts. 
sorry. Maybe like Julia Roberts and Richard Gere? No, he's <laughs> gross and weird. No, he's not. He's not gross and weird. <laughs> There's their reu- reunion scene is the best scene in the whole movie, and it has nothing to do with the heist. Yeah, it's so good. The dialogue, <laughs> their back and forth, their chemistry, their history so that good. you just they're see. Hi- it, it's uh-huh. it's just all there. Yeah. I came here for you. When I get on with my life, I want you with me. You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. I don't do that anymore. Steal? Lie. I'm with someone now who doesn't have to make that kind of distinction. No, he's very clear on both. You know what your problem is? I only have one. You've met too many people like you. I'm with Terry now. Does he make you laugh? He doesn't make me cry. That chemistry is crazy. Can I tell you though? Like, I think that chemistry extends not romantically, but like in their friendship outside of filming too. I read the trivia that uh, when Julia was sent the script, George paper clipped a twenty dollar bill to it. With a note that said, I heard you're getting 20 per picture now. Beautiful. <laughs> Incredible yeah. stuff. And Very it funny. just. That's funny. Uh, he could do so whatever. Like, that's the coolest shit I've ever heard. He could do Relax. whatever he wants. Relax. It's a $20 bill. Relax. Oh, that's, like, that's the smoothest line in the history of mankind. Heard you getting 20 a picture. You can hear George Clooney saying it, dude. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Do you know the story about what he did to Richard Kind? Mm-mm. Okay, I'll be fast. So he was staying with Richard Kind when he like first came out here and was like couch hopping. And Richard uh, had a cat that he did the litter box in the bathroom, which is like an open lid. George Clooney like hated going to the bathroom and seeing the cat shit just there. So he would quick, like when he went to brush his teeth or whatever in the morning, he would just dump the cat shit into the toilet and flush it down. And after like a day or two of that, Richard Kind came to George one day and was like, something's wrong with my cat. Like, he's not he's not pooping. <laughs> and George Clooney didn't say anything. And then he let it go for like two more days and Richard Kind brought his cat to the vet to get like a laxative. A day of that, George Clooney kept like, so like four or five days now of scooping shit into the toilet before Richard Kind can see it. Um, George Clooney, on like the fourth or fifth day, took a shit in the litter box. <laughs> <laughs> What? So, the... so it was like a huge human poop in the so cat It's giving white lotus. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow, spoiler alert. <laughs> Whatever. The, the new season will be out by now. So. Oh, my God. Incredible stuff. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Our favorite and least favorite people in the movie. For my money, since I won it back, since I gambled and won. I know this This is an obvious answer, but Carl Rainier is perfection. Effortlessly funny and charming in an old man way mm-hmm. in whatever he does. And I guess on set, they in between takes, the whole cast are just crowd around him listening to stories. Aww. I honestly just takes. want him to be my grandpa. He's... Sit on my knee, darling. No, not that far. <laughs> I remember, Sean, did you, have a, did you have a standout? Um, For me, it was... Julia and Bernie Mac. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another just effortless Bernie Mac and anything. Like the vacuum that he left when he passed away is just it's crazy. Immense. He's just one of the like you say it about a lot of people, but it's so true about him. Anything that comes out of his mouth is funny. Mm-hmm. Like three people I can think of that were as like truly anything he says is funny. I'm not gonna say the first one because you'll get mad at me. Bernie. Like Jeremy Renner or what? <laughs> <laughs> Who would I get mad at? Oh. Jack Black. No. no. Not even Jack Black. Jack Black is out there. <laughs> I'm just throwing my bias now. <laughs> the fact that you think, I think Jeremy Renner is the funniest person on earth. You be weird sometimes. You be weird. It's Bill Murray. Oh, I know I wouldn't. Okay, no. so Bill Murray—he's just a bad actor. Oh my god! 
<laughs> Bernie Mac and Eddie Murphy are just like mm-hmm. what like whatever they say is funny. Like no matter what the script is, I know I'm not even supposed to be laughing, but it's like sorry, it's I can't help it. I'm laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Apparently, and he's he's yeah. great. He's a perfect person to be on a heist team because just he's so unsuspecting. Unassuming, yeah. 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 It wasn't even supposed to be Bernie Mac originally. It was supposed to be Danny Glover. That would have been, been very different. It would have been different. It would have been energy. Yeah. a little more serious, but damn. Yeah, he's perfection in this. My favorite was clearly Julia Roberts. And he, she is just, she is what you envision when you hear the term Harley Hollywood star. Like Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Harley. <laughs> she is exactly what you picture when you hear Hollywood star. Like she mm-hmm. just oozes that it thing that yeah. every person strives for. I mean, I think we even said this on the I don't know if it was a Julia Roberts episode or my best friend where it's like I just can't fucking take my eyes off her. Mm -hmm. And this part is so small. Like, if you just, like, chopped all her part together, it would probably be, like, what, 15 minutes at that? Yeah. I was like, I don't know if Julia Roberts is in this one or the second one. And then when as soon as she came out, I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, it was just, (laughs) she's captivating. Thank God there's a woman in this (laughs) one. Thank God. (laughs) She plays herself in Ocean's 12. Yeah, I heard about that little twist or whatever. I guess I have so to. So we're watching see Ocean's it. Twelve, right? You like Julia Roberts? Add it to the. We're spread. watching Ocean's Twelve. I'm bringing it in next year. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I have something else I have to talk about. Oh, Christ! All right. Christ. <laughs> you guys, all respect to this man. All respect to him. Gave a great performance, but what was coming out of Don Cheadle's mouth? okay i'm not alone that dialect is like one of the worst i have ever heard in a movie one of the worst yes one of the worst i thought it was so bad i thought it was a part Uh, of i thought it was fake it's it's cartoony but let's pump the brakes a little bit he's like why i'm driving the van (laughs) like it's like so it's so unreal it's that I'm it's, like, oh, he's gonna turn it off, and that was like a part of it. It's a little frustrating that like, just why can't it just be Don Cheadle? <laughs> why does he? There was no reason accent? for it. There was right. no reason. He just wanted to, and it didn't. It did is not there, work. Rashawn, is What's there up? a Brit? Is there a Brit in the original? Like a clear like that guy's British. Like, do you remember? No, it's, it's all a Rat Pack. Yeah, that's what I thought. None of them are like putting it on. No. Great. <laughs> yeah. So no. There's no reason. Did not He's, work. It's I know that's I I I kid, but also it sucked. The accent did. John Cheadle is again just charismatic and entirely effortlessly watchable. So just let him be Don Cheadle. Like, I love the scene where he's where Brad gets him out of being arrested. Oh yeah, and they have the explosives and they walk away. Like that scene is so great it's so great and he's so charming and sly and interesting to watch but i that's when i turned to you and i was like is this part of it like why is he talking like that it's a very good performance but it's oof. that same exact they, part. I, I know like, oh, okay i know that all the actors like took less than what they usually take for their salary to get the movie made, but some of that movie should have been put toward a dialect coach because <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> it was not good. Or simply just not do it. That's just okay. don't do cheaper. it. Okay, this is for the ladies because Rashawn and I are compromised in this voting. Ladies. Which accent was worse, uh, Don Cheadle in Ocean's Eleven or Justin Thoreau? In Charlie's Angels, <laughs> full throttle. I will say Don Cheadle because worse. No one else. He doesn't fit anybody else. Whereas, like in Charlie's Angels, it's all kind of cartoony and anything goes. Context. Yeah. Yes. Let me see. 
Babe, I'm sorry, but <laughs> rewatch it. It's because it's because this is the most recent one you've seen. That's no. All. no, no, it's just because this is the most recent one. I mean, name one line as iconic as "Give us the rings." Um, <laughs> crikey, it exploded. Like crikey, do people even say that? No, that's Australian. Uh, <laughs> I will say, anytime I watch a movie like this, I feel like I can just do a heist. Right? I don't know. Dude, yes. They make it look so fucking easy. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's coach. like, right. I feel like that's like a testament to like the movie and the acting and the writing. But even that scene that Lacey was talking about, how he just simply goes into the crime scene and is like, oh, hey, here's my badge. I'm actually going to take care of this one. And they're like, cool. I feel like, honestly, <laughs> it would be that easy. It's white man shit right there. Right. Like it just would. And. You know, to compare it to Ocean's Eight, the whole beginning with Sandra Bullock, how she's like coming out of jail and she's like, I want to return this, but I don't have my credit card. And they're like, okay, let me give you a bag. And she just puts all of the stolen shit in her bag and simply walks out. I feel like I can do this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying the four of us, we need four more people. <laughs> we just have to be others. as cool as them. Mella's trying to do the same thing. Hands are like shaking. Like, yeah. okay, thank <laughs> you. It's just shaking. <laughs> It's not running out of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Andy Garcia in this movie, just gross villain. Knows exactly what his role is and like hits a home run. I think he's phenomenal in this. He's scary. Friendly, but you see him like being nice to the valets and you see him like, quote unquote, spoiling Julia Roberts. And like you see the like front that he's able to put on. But at the same time, just that something in his eye and the way he carries himself. It's like, oh, this guy's a psychopath. Is awesome. I love that reveal scene at the end mm. um, where she's watching him say mm-hmm. he'd give her up. It's just, mwah, that is cinema <laughs> to me. The, just the, the like dominoes of reveal scenes of like that, them getting to the casino floor and the flip phone is just on a, on a ledge when it's revealed that they hacked into the computer system and they've been watching a tape. Yeah. Like all of it is just so satisfying. I could climax. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm better than okay. Rocked up. <laughs> um, speaking of rocked up, it's time to talk about him. Brad Pitt is so good in this movie. <laughs> Oh my god. He is... I could watch him do anything. Yo, I feel like half the shit he was eating is probably not good, but I wanted a bite of everything. Dude. Do it. The best trivia of this whole movie, when him and Matt Damone are are spying on Julia Roberts, and he's got a cocktail, and, you know, he's popping them in, like, make, no one's made shrimp cocktail look better. I don't even like shrimp cocktail. I'm like, I'll have a can we go to the grocery store after this? <laughs> right. Fuck. Can we go to Applebee's after this? God damn. Um, shrimp cocktail. They, they did multiple takes, obviously. Soderbergh isn't like a one take and done kind of guy. So during that scene, he ate 40 shrimp. Relax, Brad. You didn't have to eat. You didn't have to swallow. Ask for a spit bucket. <laughs> That's fucking up. Oh. Okay, okay Rashawn. Oh. Is he wrong? Protein. Oh. oh. <laughs> Is the it? shrimp or a little? Hmm. Back on track. Back on track. Brad Pitt ate 40 shrimp for this role. Oh my goodness. Give him the Oscar. Breath just heavy. Relax. Breath is heavy. Like, like he, Oscar. Four extra pounds because of the shrimp and two extra pounds on top of that because of his breath. <laughs> Just like. <sighs> um, we talk about charisma in this movie. I don't, no one can seem as effortlessly cool as Brad Pitt does. I think especially in the opening scene when he's teaching all of the the former TV stars how to gamble. That's my uh-huh. favorite fucking scene. It lasts so long. It's so long. <laughs> it's so long and I don't care. That could be the movie. And that's fine. And it really took me the entire long scene that it was to be like, why are they calling him 
Shane, why are they calling him Topher? Why? Uh, why are they calling him up. Joshua? This is. Do they not have character names? <laughs> Just no. I didn't get it. All, it's awesome because at the beginning, or there's on the phone. I think he's. I think George says he's teaching teen star or teen celebs. Teen, teen celebs how to gamble and it's all people that were like on tv when they were like 18 19 like topher and joshua jackson all them someone else talk about brad pitt can we just talk about brad pitt for a minute <laughs> anybody i mean please. i don't know what you, what, how do we add to that he's great <laughs> he's he great, is great. His, i just want it on the record my favorite shot of him i think in the whole movie is at the end when they're walking out and he lifts the visor on his oh suit God, and just smirks with the green light on him. But that also mm. upset me because you wouldn't do that. You would not reveal your face oh. as you're walking out with the stuff that you're trying to steal. Yeah, he very would. Much, Why the fuck not? It's very much for the movie. Very much. Yeah, yeah, t- super. That's no, cool. I think I think I would. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'd be so sweaty it'd be getting through the gloves and I'd be dropping the bag <laughs> oh my god I mean I thought you were going to say earlier the best chemistry was going to be between Brad and George. himself yes. Brad and Brad no George and Brad kids, I mean, kids. They're cl- like, it's so clear that they're just best friends Yeah, like I- IRL and, right. and that that doesn't always work on screen where it's always like okay you guys are really feels like they've known each other for 20 years absolutely and jesus christ their chemistry um he needs a shower (laughs) yeah man what do we think about baby matt damon i think he's swell this is this is a good part for him yeah i think it's perfect that he's like the young naive but smart we need him type of guy and like he's going to continue doing this i think it just works perfectly I am still confused. Okay. Is he Brad Pitt's son? <laughs> no, she asked that like four times. <laughs> Why would he be his son? He's the son. He's the son of one of Danny's old accomplices. Okay. But the, there's <laughs> she like... asked that like four times. <laughs> it is. It's very weird to see him refer to Matt as like kid because I definitely think of them now as like equal. Same yeah. same bracket. Yeah. And I mean he had such a baby face for so mm-hmm. long. But he that, like, there's a whole scene where there's like definitely like Yeah, I wasn't around, but I still care from Brad Pitt. No, there was <laughs> What are you talking about? There is, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's when they're planning the heist and they're in the warehouse. It's like a look that Brad gives him. And the way Matt Damon looks at him, like, oh, I just want my daddy to love me. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for this person, but that's not that's like not in the movie. Ten years <laughs> apart. It's all right, Dennis. You have a deal. I promise. Fantastic. Here's what you do. The guys in the vault will deposit six bags into the vault elevator. The elevator will rise to your cages. Three of your guards will pick up the bags and carry them out into the casino. Now, if they take more than twenty seconds to reach the casino floor. If there's any indication a switch has been made, we'll blow the money in the bags and the money in the vault. He's in the casino by the slots. Of course I'm in the casino. In fact, I'm staying in your hotel. I have two words for you. Mini bar. As soon as your guards hit the casino floor, a white, unmarked van is going to pull up in your valet station. Your guards will load the bags into the van's rear. If anyone so much as approaches the driver's door, We'll blow everything. Um, is there any part of the heist? When I get word, the van the is away and the, the money is execution or whatever that just didn't work for you? Did it lose you? It was a part when Yen is on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. And they only have 30 minutes to like get him out because of the breathing. And they have to like put a little gadget on the door and then it explodes. Right? And the button's not working. The diamonds or yeah. the rocks they put. Yeah. I was almost like, ah, oh, you got me. No, that's not going to work. But then it didn't work in re- like in the actual movie. And they're like, oh, okay. And they figured it out. It's the batteries were not in. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. Because if that wouldn't have gone, I was like, everything is going too smooth for nothing to mess up. 
And so when it did have a little bit of a mess up, I was like, okay, cool. Cause there's no way that of course they're, they've done this before and they're kind of geniuses when it comes to it, but there has to be a little bit of a mess up for us to just believe it. And I think that was like a perfect moment. What about when Yen's hand got broke? Right. I like that moment a lot, but I think more could have like happened. He broke his hand, but also it didn't really affect. I mean, I guess the, the cast got stuck, but right. That was really it though. That was yeah. it. At the end, Danny, his ego takes over him and he has to kind of stick it to Andy Garcia one last time. And that ends up with him getting arrested because he broke his parole. So that's, that's something. Yeah, for six months, you know, like he's just kind of like, see ya later, boys. <laughs> I you, you... I don't think any of the heist was for financial gain in Danny's eyes. I think all of this was to win Tess back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't think you get that without the without him showing off to Andy Garcia and him going back to jail. Like that yeah. it just doesn't work. How it shows how complete opposite the two are. Andy Andy Garcia is willing to give her up just to get a name for who was responsible and Danny is willing to sacrifice his life, his time, his well being and go back to jail to prove to her that he loves her. Hmm. The one plot hole that even I think Soderbergh admits to is the fact that the flyers somehow are already in the bags that they take into the vault. Like there's no moment, there's no way that they would have gotten in there and had room to bring everything in. Like it's, it's just an oversight. I think he said even. Yeah. That's the one that like kind of pings in my memory too. And and when I'm watching it, it's like, Oh yeah, I would have, like to see i know we just talked about how it's okay there wasn't much explanation about a lot of the like minute parts of it but the flyers seem like such a big deal maybe we should have seen a little bit of an explanation for that but um anything else any other standouts issues no like it's Hor- good horny moments hell yeah all right who wants to play a game me I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. So before we started, I gave you all a bit of homework. I asked you to pick three of the crew. I think I said you could include Julia Roberts if you wanted. Well, I and did. <laughs> yeah, she's not technically a crew until later, but a crew member until later. But that's totally fine. She's part of the main cast. So I'm down with it. Pick three actors from the main cast uh, and choose a different character that they've played in the past, and they, along with yourself, will be your heist crew. You need roles for everyone. After we hear from everyone what their heist crew crew is, I have three scenarios in front of me. I'm going to randomly select each of you and your heist crew, give you a couple minutes to come up with a plan, and then you are going, at the end of the couple minutes, you're going to tell all of us how you and your crew pull off this heist. And I'm going to choose the most successful one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Rashawn, let's start with you. Who's your crew? Whew, I did not follow the rules. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to do someone else? you want to adjust while we're talking? No, I'm just going to stick by my choices. Let's do it. <laughs> I didn't realize it was the main crew. I just thought it was actors from the movies. That's, I mean, that's um, fine. That's fine. Cool. That so I went with an all-ladies cast, excluding myself, of course, as the mastermind right. behind this heist. Uh, for the muscle, I chose Holly Marie Combs, who plays Piper on Charmed. Um, she has what? very incredible powers. She can freeze yeah. time. She can also make things explode. Um, so she's the muscle. Uh, the smooth talker will be Julia Roberts in Duplicity. She plays Claire Stenwick, who's a CIA agent that is in a cat and mouse romance with Clive Owen. And then the diversion is a cameo. <laughs> it's Angie Dickinson, who plays Frank Sinatra, Danny Ocean's wife in the original. She makes a cameo in Ocean's Eleven. Um, and her character from a movie called Rio Bravo. Uh, she plays Feathers, 
who is a gambler. Okay. Mm. Yeah, most, I don't know if you knew this, Mel, most of the original Ocean's crew is at a boxing match. Oh, that's cool. Next to Andy Garcia watching the match. All right. That's a good crew. You're the mastermind, you said, Rashawn? Yes. Great. Um, Mela, who you got? All right. So I have Aaron the Brains Brockovich. She's going to be doing <laughs> the planning, blueprints. She takes no shit, and she has impeccable memory. Right. We've got Matt Kowalski, the charmer. He's charming, unexpected, carefree, gives great pep talks before the heist. Who's that? What's that from? This is uh, George Clooney and Gravity. Right. I didn't I didn't remember his name, so thank you. We have the baby, Benjamin the baby button. No! Because... <laughs> so gross. Who would expect a newborn to steal money? Am I right? No! And then we've got Lala no. like Dollar, which is myself. I'll be in the getaway car, and my foot is on the pedal. Not the Benjamin button. <laughs> Holy, you got that Benjamin button. Holy shit. All right. Lacey, who you got? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't want to follow that. <laughs> Probably surprising no one. Uh, I went with the crew's alternative casting in animated movies. Oh. So, Why I expected anything else. I know. I am the mastermind, uh, the zookeeper, if you will. I have George Clooney as Mr. Fox from the Fantastic Mr. Fox. The sneak, the the contortionist, the grab handy, sneaky sneak. The grease man. Bernie Mac as Zuba, the lion from Madagascar 2. And he is clearly my muscle, going to be protected by a lion. And then I kind of cheated, but I have <laughs> Matt Damon and Brad Pitt as Will and Bill the Krill from Happy Feet 2. Um, <laughs> they are my twins and my conmen. What are you? I'm the mastermind. Oh, the, ma- the zookeeper. Yeah, the zookeeper. Right. Sorry, I was hung up on the title you gave yourself. <laughs> um, well, no Will hunting anyone? Shame. Nah. I got I got Bill the Krill. Bill hunting the Krill. All right, um, here are your heist scenarios. Lacey, heist number one. You and your crew are looking to steal a valuable multi-million piece of art from a museum. Uh, This museum has low-level private museum security, just your standard museum guard, guard or two, flashlight, maybe a pistol, walking around, doing the rounds. However... As it is a museum, there's a lot of surveillance. There's a lot of cameras. There's motion uh, wire lights. There's a lot of uh, a lot of tech covering the museum, but low on the security. Okay, Rashawn, heist number two. You and your crew are trying to steal a valuable diamond uh, from a man who has wronged you in the past, from his own personal mansion. So not as much security, just a couple of cameras. However. Uh, this man is, uh, I don't know, a drug lord. So he has his own <laughs> private security firm. So there are a lot of highly armed guards in the area. Okay. Nella, heist number three. Yes. You are robbing a train, a classic train heist. Low on security, low on surveillance. However, this is a moving train that is going over the desert. There's going to be bridges. There's going to be hills. There's going to be valleys. It's not friendly terrain. It's not making a lot of stops. It's going through through the old west of of old America. Okay, so you're doing All classic right. gold bar train heist. Make Ooh. sense? Yep. All right. Uh, we'll just go in order of assignment. You ready for this? Uh, heist number one. How are you and the zoo crew going to get this valuable painting from the museum? It's the Natural History Museum. So I contact the manager, the organizer of the Natural History Museum, and I let her know that I have a very rare, mint condition, beautiful taxidermied African lion in my possession, and that I would be willing to make a donation of the lion to the museum for a very small favor. My favorite painting 
in the whole world is Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Starry Night. If she could just put my name on a placard next to the painting as a donor to the museum, I would be happy to lend her my lion. She eagerly accepts, and we arrange for the lion to be delivered late at night on a Friday for an epic Saturday weekend opening reveal um, in a new habitat. It's mint condition, beautiful, great. So Zuba has been training his muscles, his lungs, and his brain for months for this. He is able to keep a complete stillness, steadiness. He is able to keep his eyes open and he is able to, I'm losing it. (laughs) He is able to uh, slow his heart rate down because he is in peak physical condition. So he is able to appear just as stiff, still taxidermied lion. So I package him up in a wooden crate and I take my two little friends, Bill and Will the Krill, and I slip them into his mane. So he is, they are completely concealed. And don't worry, we've had months to prepare for this. So they have those little backpacks, um, like minuscule backpacks that have the straw on them so they they never run out of their water um, and they are safe in this excursion. So I put all three of them into the crate. Meanwhile, me and Mr. Fox are part of the delivery crew. Mr. Fox is in the back with the crate. I am the drive, I'm driving, I drive and deliver the box to the museum and the security guards happily take the box inside. We're delivering it in, you know, through the back, through one of those big garage door openings. And as I'm shaking hands with with the security guard, thanking them so much for their help, Mr. Fox darts in to the museum. Classic grease man. Classic grease man. I'm I'm distracting them so they don't see Mr. Fox sneak in. So they get the lion inside, close it up. Um, It's out of my hands. Now I have to trust my crew to take care of everything going on inside. The security guards hear a scratching coming from inside of the crate. It's Bill and Will. They are creating some sort of diversion to get the security guards to take a peek inside of the crate. Well, as soon as they lift up the top, what happens? Zuba, my man, pummels him in the face. Doesn't, like, kill him. Just, like, knocks him out with a big (laughs) paw, you know? Now that the security guards are out, Zuba just kind of has to hang out while Bill and Will travel around the museum and start knocking valuable pieces off of their mount mounts and their their pillars because they are causing such a commotion around the museum the security cameras are drawn to those areas of the museum because they are motion and sound censored So they go directly to where the valuable pieces are moving, where stuff is happening, yada, yada, yada. All this time, Mr. Fox is darting under lasers. He is sneaking around corners. He is small, agile, quick, and can leap like nobody's business. He gets over to the security panel. Turns off all of the uh, all of the lasers and all of the things protecting uh, all of the valuable art pieces, so that Alex can come out of the garage, go over to the wall. Zuba, God, why do I keep doing that? So that Zuba can come out of the garage, pull the uh, painting off of its mounts on the wall without damaging it, and I'm still waiting outside the garage as they all exit for the fantastic congratulations on your new um piece of art thank you it's it's only good for for us um the authorities will be in touch uh or will they we'll find out after this next one uh rashawn ice number two our plan should you choose to accept it 
is to um, create a poker night. Feathers, our diversion, meets with the head honcho. We'll call him the big man. Is this the man that wronged you that owns the diamond? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, at his villa in the Hollywood Hills, mm -hmm. uh, she sets up her business to basically come to your house and create an extravagant poker night. And it's under this guise that we will be stealing the diamond. So she sets it up, brings her own poker table, has a few ladies to do a little burlesque dancing to keep everyone entertained, if you will. Um, her right-hand woman will be Claire, who will also sit in uh, on the poker game. And her job will be to raise the stakes every hand and kind of challenge this the big man's masculinity and his ego so that every time he loses a hand, he's like, okay, I'll put some more down, put more money down until the biggest thing that he brings to the table is the diamond. Hmm. She coerces him into basically letting his ego get the best of him. He's like, well, I won't lose. Here's the diamond. This is on the table. I'm so confident that I can win this hand of poker that I'll take all of your chips and I'll put my diamond here as collateral. So we get to the last hand. Claire's at the table. Feathers is at the table. Feathers drops out. She calls it. She can't win. Claire and the big man are the last two left. The women are dancing in the living room. They're keeping the bodyguards distracted. Suddenly Claire folds. She throws her hand down. She's like, you got it, big man. I can't beat you. He's like, I knew it. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for entertaining me. But don't ever think that you could beat a man in poker. Damn. So they pack up their table, they pack up their things, and they walk away. The briefcase that the big man had brought out that held the diamond, he opens it to find that it's empty. Because five hours before the game even started, our muscle, Piper, came in, froze every single bodyguard, and stole the diamond right from ev under everyone's noses. Oh, come on, Piper. So the diamond was never there during the entire game. And our three ladies made off with their prize without the men ever knowing. Big man will remember this. Hell yeah. He will. But he'll never suspect feathers of Claire. And he doesn't know who Piper is. Thank you. Congratulations on your diamond. Thank you. Mello. Yeah. Gold bar, gold rush train heist. Let's hear it. Yes, we're back. Take it to the wild, wild west. We're on a train. We have on this train a high society couple, the Sinclairs, and they have two suitcases filled with expensive jewels and, of course, gold. Now, this is a classic case of a snatch and grab. So before... Aaron, the brains, has planned it out. Now, normally, I would be the one in the getaway car, but we're on a train. So she's taught me how to rig a train because she is the brains after all. So it starts like this. We're getting on the train. We're acting as if we don't know each other. What do I have in my handy-dandy little pocket? Oh, a little white cloth filled with chloroform. I go to the conductor. I chloroform him. He falls asleep. Doesn't hit his head. He's going to wake up. He'll be fine. I rig it just as Aaron told me to do. What's good. What's on a fast track. We're fine. It's on sleep mode. I go back to my seat. And now we have Matt and Aaron acting as a married couple with their newborn baby in their arms. Who do they see? The Sinclairs, of course. They chalk it up, they talk it up, they're, you know, talking money, art, everything that rich people talk about. All of a sudden, Lawler the dollar walks over and I faint right in front of their cart. Oh my God, a diversion. <laughs> so they have to hand off the baby to one of the Sinclairs. But no, we need all hands on deck for this one. So they put the baby into the seat. And because he's a baby only in form, but not in the mind, 
He's with those little baby hands. He snatches the jewels. He snatches the gold. And he puts them in his little onesie. I wake up just fine. Erin grabs her newborn. She's like, oh, thank you. We're all good. We go back to riding the train. And we exit into the sunset. (laughs) Incredible stuff, everybody. Congratulations on your new gold bars. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. I've reviewed the tapes, and unfortunately, um, two of you have been apprehended. Oh, no. Um, no, well, while the plan was thought up perfectly and executed to perfection, um, the issue came when or one Mr. Button um, the baby. had his has time to shine, because you are correct. He has the mind of a grown man. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's very intelligent. He also has the muscle mass of a newborn baby. So unfortunately, <laughs> his little sausage fingers got the the locks undone fine. Jewels in his onesie. A a baby child cannot lift a gold bar. You're right. Uh, and um, in his attempts to, he he kind of lost counterweight and he fell and hit the ground. Oh. Everyone's attention turned. The suitcases are open. The cover was blown. The dollar got away scot-free, yeah, as good. well as Brockovich, because they weren't implicated, but the couple and the baby were subsequently arrested by the the marshal. Lacey, I'm sorry. The plan was great. It went off without a hitch. However, no one else was in the museum at the time, so it was easy to trace it back to you and the lion and the krill. Uh, federal authorities tracked you down in a blaze of gunfire. Bill was shot <gasps> dead. Oh my oh, god! And uh, the rest of you were taken to jail. Rashawn, while I am a, a little apprehensive that big man wouldn't have gloated and shown his diamond at the poker table, I suspect even if that did happen, you have a fucking wizard on your team. <laughs> so congratulations. Uh, you have pulled off the perfect diamond heist. <laughs> She's a witch, but thank you. <laughs> good, uh, good job, everybody. Was, those are fun. Wrapping things up, it seems that we can come to the conclusion that there's some doggone good chemistry and charisma in this movie. Heist movies are uh, similar to heist, hard to pull off, but when done well, are always exciting and satisfying. And that uh, Brad Pitt can eat some fucking scrimp. <laughs> he can put it of back. Them. All the way. Down his gullet. Okay. <laughs> We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting this week's episode to next week's episode. So, who can give me the fastest connection between one of the stars of this week's movie, Don Cheadle, and one of the stars of next week's movie, Billy Boyd? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who that is. He is Pippin in Lord of the Rings. That doesn't fucking help. You at least know who's in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's true. Oh, this little guy. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay, I got it. Oh, fuck. oh no, um, I got it. Damn it. Go, Rashawn. Yours is probably shorter. Um, Don Cheadle is in Hotel Rwanda with Sophie Okonedo, who is in Death on the Nile with Annette Bening. <laughs> I forgot where I went. I fucking oh, forgot no, where I think I went in a circle, so that's fine. Who is in uh, 20th Century Women with Elle Fanning. Okay. Who is in Maleficent with Angelina Jolie. Here we go. Who's in Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Brad Pitt? Who's in Babel with Kate Blanchett? Who's in Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring with Billy Pitt? Okay. I mean, that's the fastest connection, unless that's you got it. Seven, so if you got. <laughs> Hold on. Give me like 30 more seconds. <laughs> nah, I don't got it. Give it to Rashawn. Congrats, Rashawn. Uh, Hit us up on the socials if you can think of something under seven connections. Um, Otherwise, 
that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. Uh, as always, we love if you like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, wherever the hell you listen. Uh, as I mentioned, if you want to hit us up on social media, our Twitter and Instagram is at Cinephile Attack. Say hello, send us a request, whatever. And of course, if you want to show us some love or request a movie in the future, shoot us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week when we do Oceans. Nope. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. Goodbye.